All right, let me shock you with this. Biden's culture wars. Now add the word extremism to that. And you'll understand why my next guest is here, Giancarlo Canaparo, legal fellow in the Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at Heritage. The corporate media, the widespread big tech giants, social media, and so many more, uh, trying to hide the Biden administration's extremism on culture, not just talking about it or not talking about it, but actively working to recast the narrative to protect the Biden administration. And if you dare go against the narrative, you're accused of gaslighting, you're shut down, your algorithms suddenly show up to make sure that you're not heard, seen, or read. So, Giancarlo, what is the level of extremism that the Biden administration is working towards or at? And what are they doing to make sure that we don't understand it out here in America? Yeah, David, you, you hit it right on the head. If you're getting your news from these mainstream outlets, what you're going to hear is the message that Biden is avoiding any of these cultural issues. The truth is miles away from that. Uh, he has begun the most radical cultural left agenda of any president. Uh, and you won't see any of that reported by the mainstream media. But I'll just give you an example. Uh, I'll, you know, I can give you scores of them, but here are a few. You know, just a couple days ago, uh, the uh, Biden administration announced that for all laws that it administers, which is every law in the country, uh, sex no longer means biological sex. Uh, sex means gender identity, transgender status, uh, you know, the, the grab bag of, of buzzwords on that cultural front. Uh, Biden has issued orders saying that um, transgender students, boys who want to be women, should be able to compete on uh, girls sports teams and use their bathrooms in school. He has uh, issued several proclamations lamenting the fact that the nation is uh, xenophobic uh, has, and I'm, these are quotes from his orders, never lived up to the founding principles of the nation. He has ordered the State Department uh, to uh, allow funding to go back to organizations that provide abortions abroad, which Trump had ended. Uh, he has uh, decided that uh, things like taking uh, civics lessons, learning English, taking an oath of allegiance to the country when you become a citizen need to be jettisoned. The list goes on and on. Uh, and, and then, of course, you look at his litigation strategy. We're seeing, again, suing nuns who don't want to pay for contraceptives. Uh, we see him hiring people into the DOJ Civil Rights Division who are the furthest left-wing activists you could possibly find. But, of course, none of this gets reported by the national media. Instead, they spin and say he's avoiding the culture wars. The lie, I mean, you, you can trust me and you could go read these orders you, if you want uh, yourself to show that I'm not lying. But the real proof of the pudding is if you look at the smaller left-wing outlets, the ones really associated with uh, certain, say, gender identity issues or race issues, they are celebrating all of this stuff that the mainstream media is trying to hide. 
So let's go dig a little bit deeper. And, you know, your your point about, for instance, the Washington Post and a columnist there, Michael Gerson, who wrote Biden is rolling back the culture war. The country should thank him. Uh, Joe Biden's belief system, if you truly examine him over his decades, you know, five decades in Washington, D.C., as I have, tells you that he is not Uncle Joe, the kindly old Uncle Joe never was. He's a combination of a corruptocrat, but he has a core belief system uh, that is now emerging. So the question is, how much of this is Joe Biden and how much of it is the support of a Kamala Harris wing of the party, the more leftist wing of the party versus the corrupt wing? And or are they in full alignment? Well, Joe Biden is the president. And as he said a few weeks ago, uh, I am the Democratic Party now. So, uh, you know, whether whether this is being done at his direction or if he's just letting it happen, he's responsible. I mean, he could say no at any time. He can say yes at any time. This is his agenda. Uh, so he owns it. No, I mean, that's why the question, you know, what is it? I think your answer is fair, whether it is or not. He's the guy at the top. So he enables this. What else, or not what else, but what can be done, if anything, about this? Where we are right now, you know, you look at these things very frankly, Giancarlo. He's in charge. The Democrats control the government, three branches. They control the agencies, and that's where I have even more concerns. Uh, the woke CIA, the woke military under Lloyd Wright, uh, the the various agencies that are being weaponized, including the DOJ, against local police and state police and law enforcement uh, structures, just examples, as well as a president and an administration that's willing to weaponize the IRS by giving it more money to go after the American people on taxes, which would support their goal of taxing more of the American people and corporations. Uh, did you ask, you know, where we go from here? Yeah. I mean, I mean, where we go we from here, it's, I mean, number one, we've got to call out this sort of thing when it happens, because the mainstream media is not going to do their jobs of, uh, you know, holding truth to power. Uh, the next thing is, you know, people like me, we are, especially on that administrative, uh, the administration front, uh, are working aggressively to uh, use the courts to try to roll back uh, the expansion of the administrative state. Uh, but, you know, what it really comes down to is we need to start winning elections. Uh, we need to win elections at every conceivable level. And the only way you take back the administrative state is by occupying the White House. Uh, and that's what it really comes down to. I mean, that's certainly part of it. But here, here's the real world inside Washington. Maybe we're, we, you and I have been a little too close to this for a while. Uh, no matter who gets in in Washington, it's hard to to dig out the bureaucratic infrastructure. Uh, when the Republicans had a chance to, for example, and I, it's one of my often used examples, but it's an egregious one. When the Republicans had the chance to get rid of Richard Cordray after a court, a federal court said that his appointment was illegal, they did nothing about it. So Washington, even when it changes, seems to fail 
even when given the support of a legal decision. Yeah, that's you're right. One of one of uh, Trump's big failures was that he did not focus on clearing out uh, and reappointing people within the administrative state. Uh, it was a blind spot of his, and it's one that we won't make a mistake that I hope the next Republican president doesn't make again. Well, it's our hope they don't, because guess what? We pay the price with what's going on now with this, you know, hiding of Biden's extremism. Uh, you know, look, you write about it. We talk about it. I know that many others try to push this out as well. But, you know, this has become effective. They, they've become very effective at their messaging to tens of millions of Americans who become foot soldiers. Is this a case, Giancarlo, where we need to find a way to go past the politics, politicians and bureaucracies? And then how do we get to those foot soldiers? Yeah, you, you, we've got to turn away from, uh, you know, the corporate media. You've got you. I mean, you, you've got to find the facts on your own and or, or, you know, find other media outlets you trust. But like you said, the reason they do this is because it is effective. Uh, the people, you know, public polling on on these you know left wing social issues shows that they're either very unpopular or that they are the lowest priority for Americans uh, in terms of what they want their government doing. Uh, and so that's why we see the media trying to spin away from this, because the people don't want the government focusing on this. These issues have occupied more than 60 percent of Biden's executive actions to date. Uh, they, he has not been focusing on things like the coronavirus, uh, gas prices uh, or uh, the economy more generally. He has been focusing on these issues and they're not popular and they're not a priority for the American people. Well, I guess that brings us back to ideology, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, politicians live on popularity, at least in part. You know, what's the latest poll on something? Uh, but this seems to be more, even more deliberate and onerous. Is Dave, is Dave Chappelle right? I mean, on cancel culture and all the things they're pushing that we should, he hopes we all survive it. Are, com- are comedians once again being right? <laughs> yeah, the comedians are often right. And, you know, you, you know, the comedians have a great role to play here, uh, because when you look at it, this this far left ideology is is absurd. And I think the best way, quite frankly, to combat it is to point out how absurd it is and to do that by laughing at it. You know, the, I think that the comedians might be some of the greatest warriors we have in this cultural moment we're in if they can get the courage to stand up and do it. Yeah, well, we're going to need a heck of a lot of comedians, Giancarlo, to get, to get to get this done. Uh, look, I always appreciate your insight. It's solid, great article in The Federalist, and I'll make sure everyone gets it out there on my social media. But uh, corporate media, feverishly, I like the use of that word. We don't see it enough. Trying to tries to hide Biden administration's culture war extremism. Thank you, Giancarlo. My pleasure. Yeah. I, uh, sadly, I, I love the fact that he took this approach, but we really need to pay attention. 866-95-PATRIOT, 957-2874. You can weigh in on my social media, and I will put uh, Giancarlo's article up there as well, at David Webb Show.